Hi everyone, welcome to the Pack the Five podcast, a podcast about management and management theories. So touching upon subjects that deal with productivity in organizations and engagement of people in organizations and theories that are aimed at improving those things. As a disclaimer, I'm approaching everything related to management theories from a critical rationalist perspective, which is the philosophy that there aren't any fundamental truths in any domain of knowledge, therefore also not in management theories. And so the best thing we can do is when we have a theory is to ask ourselves, how can it be improved? What problem is the theory solving? Why is it solving a problem? And through those questions, actually make progress in finding ever better theories and better understanding of what works and what doesn't work in management. So I'm not advertising any existing theories as being the one and final theories that will always work or something like that. Instead, I'm seeking for good understanding and ever improving versions of theories. And to do that, obviously, I have to send them out through this uh, podcast. But equally, importantly, I'm seeking for feedback uh, and criticism on the things that I'm sending out. And to do so, you can reach me at bart at pactifymanagement.com or at my LinkedIn page. Um, but for now, thanks for listening. Hope you enjoy. Bye-bye. Today I want to talk about distributed problem solving, um, what it is, uh, what it requires, what the obstacles are, what the benefits are for it. Um, and so Pactify in essence is a system for distributed problem solving, but I obviously have to start by explaining what I mean with that. So what is a and that's my first question what is a problem or a distributed problem solving system to explain we have to start from the basic observation that any kind of organization is in essence a problem solving system so everyone at any moment is doing something that is aimed at finding solutions to make pro progress uh, it can be either by creating knowledge or executing upon knowledge that you have in order to solve a problem. This can be as basic uh, as getting through your day uh, by finishing everything you had to do up until uh, a problem which relates to the, ver the very survival of your company and, and which may be very complex um, and interacting with uh, many uh, different departments. So organizations are problem solving systems it's what we do it's what everyone does be it alone be it in teams um, but we essentially are solving problems that um, allow the organization to make progress progress in the sense of either financial value or even um, progress in the sense of uh, engagement feeling as one um, well-being in a company and and but typically both 
both financial value productivity and things like that together with engagement are eventually the two aims of any kind of progress that we want to achieve and for which we are solving problems and therefore an organization is a problem-solving system now you have two roughly speaking options to organize this problem-solving in organizations um, because you obviously have to decide or organize who gets to solve uh, which problem um, uh, there are many people there are many problems and in any kind of organization if you do problem solving there has to be a minimum kind of way of organizing how that problem solving uh, is actually done and so you have roughly two options to do that one is the the classical one where basically uh, we look at a hierarchy of um, people in an organization and so we attach uh, problems and the kinds of problems uh, really specifically one-on-one -on -one to the kind of pro person in, in a particular role. So there is a specific one-on-one -on -one link between uh, who should solve a problem and the kind of problem. Um, example here is that uh, salespeople solve sales problems, uh, production people solve production problems, um, and purchasing people solve problems related to purchasing. Um, so, depending on where you are in the hierarchy, in what kind of function, at what kind of level of the hierarchy, um, that is basically the determining factor of the kind of problem you can solve. And that's a way of basically attaching people in an organization to a certain set or range of problems. Now, the other option is distributed problem solving, where there is less of a one-on-one -on -one link between who, so, who may solve a problem and the kind of problem, where it's all a little bit more um, mingled together, uh, where there is not this one-on-one -on -one link with, with, with the underlying hierarchy. And I'll come to that later on, on, on the distributed problem solving. But first, I, I want to go into a couple of problems uh, of option one, uh, where option one is, again, uh, the idea or the logic that, um, depending on, the, on, on your place in the hierarchy, uh, you may get a certain range of problems you are allowed to solve, whereas others uh, you, you aren't allowed to solve. And the kinds that you are allowed to solve really depend on your place in the organigram or in the hierarchy. Now, the problem with that option is um, that it's impossible actually to separate problems into the very exact domains of responsibilities that you find in a hierarchy and, and that you therefore find in people that are linked to a certain place in the hierarchy. Problems have dependencies with uh, other people's domain of responsibility and uh, so therefore you cannot isolate problems uh, purely along the lines of responsibilities along the lines and the layers of an of an organization or a hierarchy now you could say um, what's the problem i mean we just uh, allow people to come together and solve problems um, and therefore uh, we deal with uh, with the problem that uh, that, that, that different people in different parts of the organization are touched by 
um, by the same uh, kinds of problems. Now, when we do that, when, when we put these people together, as we do frequently, um, it's not possible typically also to just take the solution of everyone individually and add them somewhat together. You'll, you, you'll, you'll have an inefficient or impractical solution. Uh, there will be a lot of boundary conditions that are not met. It will either be too costly to implement that kind of combined solution. It'll be highly efficient uh, or inefficient rather. Um, so just bringing people together with their parts of the solution uh, and, and, and putting that together is never, is never a good solution, is never a solution that leads to the progress that you want. So most likely these people will get stuck if they come together in cross-functional teams to solve a problem where many people are uh, dependent uh, upon or interact upon, they'll probably get stuck they, they they won't know how to you know build um, an aligned solution that meets the individual requirements of every separate individual one and their place uh, from which they come in the hierarchy and what they do then is that either you know some of them in those teams they give up they let the other ones go with their solutions or if that's not possible these teams escalate the problem to higher levels of the organization where then the decision or the solution needs to be taken. But um, the real problem, therefore, is that in this option one, even if we put people together, um, oftentimes the problem is not solved anymore in those teams because either um, and, and definitely not uh, aligned. So either one party of the team gets away with uh, his or her preferential solution and the other party gives in or both parties if we talk about two parties escalate the problem and therefore don't solve it themselves anymore uh, as well so even if those efforts and intentions are well set up and in the beginning uh, we typically believe in their success we um, we make ourselves strong that these cross-functional teams will come together, will find uh, aligned solutions, will exchange the necessary information, will cooperate in order to help each other uh, build a common solution. Oftentimes, it's either one of the two parties that gives in or gives up, or if that's not possible, the, the problem is solved anyway at another place uh, higher in the organization. And so we didn't succeed in uh, the aspiration at the beginning to really allow teams to come up with their own solutions uh, in an aligned way where every party that contributes to the solution has had his voice, has had his, uh, its requirements somewhat met and feels comfortable that, that the combined solution has a chance of success. So option one, this classical way of attaching people to the kinds of problems that they can and, 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 and others that they cannot solve eventually doesn't work out. Even if we put them together in teams and we aspire them to bridge the differences and uh, come out with aligned combined solutions. Uh, if we don't do anything else or more than that, these efforts typically tend to fail and then we have more escalation to higher levels in the organizations or we have more parties in a hierarchy that are left disappointed because they couldn't uh, 
come across with their points and they gave in or they gave up on the solution uh, for other parties to run away with the prize or run away with uh, the solution that makes it. Now, how does option two work? How does this distributed problem solving work? Well, in the beginning, it works in the same way. We, we still have to define relevant problems. So things that prevent us from making progress in either uh, the sense of productivity or the sense of engagement and well-being in the company or a combination of both. And then we distribute that problem to a specific team um, that is composed of different people from different places in the hierarchy that doesn't necessarily follow the exact location of the hierarchy. You can mingle uh, the composition of those teams a little bit more flexibly than 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 purely following uh, a strict organizational or hierarchical logic. And then we start to get into the specifics. You need to set up a process which is basically aimed at keeping the problem solving within that team. So not allowing the problem to be escalated um, and allowing the team to make progress in finding aligned and combined solutions. So that's basically the process of managing that the teams create knowledge that is aligned, knowledge that is relevant, that is um, that is composed of contributions of both parties or multiple parties, depending on how many people there are on the team. And uh, next to knowledge growth, also cooperation. So alignment, helping each other, providing each other with the relevant pieces of information that matter, building on ideas, taking ownership of uh, ideas to let them evolve into aligned solutions. Um, and that is all under the, the behavior uh, aspect of cooperation together with knowledge creation. And in that process where those teams are solving that problem, you need to um, pay attention to uh, having that optimum knowledge creation and cooperation develop. But what are the obstacles for this? Because you can say all of that, uh, but um, you have no guarantee that, that when you set it up, that it will eventually turn out as, as the way you intend by, by saying it. Um, so the obstacles are clearly that those problems can still be taken away from those teams. If, for example, the hierarchy thinks it takes too long or they're getting impatient or they want their part of the solution to be fixed and to be decided, they can take the problem away from that team and solve it themselves and reinforce their solution. Um, and that's what, what can happen, but where... Um, Obviously, the hierarchy needs to be aware that then you don't reap the benefits of distributed problem solving. Another obstacle could be that, um, as I said, it, it doesn't happen spontaneously. You can say in the beginning, uh, here is a problem, here is a cross-functional team. We want you to solve it in cooperation. We don't want you to escalate. We want you to exchange information so you get and you, you're able to develop an aligned and combined solution. It's not by saying all of that and then letting those people try it that it will happen uh, and, and that hierarchy will let it um, 
last for long enough and not take the problem out of the team or do any kind of other um, action that would spoil a little bit the problem solving dynamic and cooperation that you need for a minimum of time in that process and in those teams. And so what we as Pactify have developed in terms of approach to overcome those, those obstacles and really reap the benefits of distributed problem solving where more problems are solved through more alignment and more contributions of more people essentially uh, is a couple of um, levers or, or techniques um, that allow for this uh, distributed problem solving to really work. Um, one uh, specific one is, for example, a software platform. It may sound a little bit trivial, but it's really key that you have a single platform that allows to show transparency on what problems are being solved where, by whom, and how do and how these problems relate to each other so there is transparency on how you have distributed problems how you have segmented problems throughout the organizations and to whom you have given them that's one side of the transparency and then the other side of the transparency is that you also see how solutions are being developed and what the contributions are of individuals on that solution and so it requires a different kind of transparency that you don't typically can get from classical uh, software tools and I, by the way i have another podcast already recorded where i go a little bit into this uh, problem of, of of choosing software platform but at least for distributed problem solving you need a very specific one and it has to build on this notion of uh, the fact that transparency on problems on solutions and on how people specifically contribute or don't contribute to to solutions that it's that uh, transparency that is basically the fuel for this uh, cooperation to increase and for this knowledge grow to uh, keep on going uh, and, and keep on being fueled. Another aspect of our methodology is um, a, a very specific process. So we appoint facilitators in those uh, problem solving teams where we work with steps in um, problem solving in knowledge creation where for example there are many aspects of this but i can highlight one 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 important one is the notion of an id owner so anyone in a team regardless of his or her position after some exchange of information some thinking about a certain problem can become what we call an id owner and an id owner is somebody who has a first guess a first idea on how to tackle the problem it may be already or just yet in a very elementary stage um, but you take responsibility for basically the evolution of the id and so you seek out to improve the id together in the team you seek for alignment you seek for additional information to add on to your id you seek for complementary insights that may reinforce the id you also seek for errors you seek for um, mistakes in in the id in order for the id to improve you seek for defense um, to present your id upon to the higher levels that may decide uh, upon your id so you do all what is possible 
to allow for the evolution of the ID into something that is powerful, that solves the process or solves the problem rather, that you can test, that you can execute, that you can uh, evaluate progress upon, uh, that you can see how, how well um, you, you know the, the progress is, is going uh, from that ID. And um, so anybody in the team can, can become an ID owner and can become better in being an ID owner and can really drive cooperation around his or her ID from multiple inputs of people on the team, uh, helping to reinforce the ID, helping to seek for errors, helping to defend the ID, to execute it, to evaluate it, to steer it. And all those processes um, are managed through an ID owner with the specific intent of building cooperation around the ID, growing the ID at the same time with more contributions of more people on the team. And so this is, one of the aspects of our specific process uh, and one that allows to um, to have not only IDs to solve the problem but also the evolution of the IDs and uh, the co cooperation around it. We have a facilitator as, as I mentioned typically to help people become ID owners and to help people to develop uh, that transparency around the ID and all the steps required to reinforce the ID and to add contributions to the ID from anyone on the team. So that is something that uh, you can learn. It's not rocket science, but you need some facilitation in order to do so. And then another aspect of our process is also that uh, the hierarchy, um, the people in the leadership have a specific role. So they need to endorse this process of distributed problem solving. They need to, as much as possible, prevent themselves from pulling the problem up again um, and solving it themselves and rather um, animate and endorse the distributed problem solving by showing interest by asking questions by reading into the platform and seeing how ideas are being developed how successes are being made um, and seeing how multiple people are contributing to these ideas and the progress and so there's a different role of the hierarchy as opposed to the classical one where uh, you basically set out the, the missions or the commands and you evaluate and decide upon any escalations. But then you get into the dynamic and the problems of the option one I described before. And so for option two, the distributed problem solving to be of any effect and have any success, there is this different role of the hierarchy that is implied um, and that is also crucial for making it a success so these were the points that i wanted to bring on distributed problem solving its obstacles its potential benefits in the sense of uh, better ideas better solutions and more cooperation and also how you can practically and operationally implement it and and the things you have to take into account um, as obstacles to make this really a success. As always, looking forward uh, to any feedbacks and criticisms uh, because that's the only way also we can make progress and so I kindly welcome that and for the time being uh, have a nice day. Thanks for listening again and hope to talk to you soon.